Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days per year. I am Anthony. I'm Julia. I'm Tom. I'm April. I'm Jay from Film Strip Podcast. April and Jay, welcome back, y'all. Thank you. This is the first time Jay and I have been here together. Mm -hmm. On, On Tis the Podcast together. We've done a few other things together. Um, oh yeah yeah even even the official work podcast from the mysterious day the, work, the, the college podcast the yeah. sports grinder podcast the film strip die. podcast yeah, yeah the film strip film strip's the, the fun one and we have a future film strip to come that involves a bridge that's all i'm gonna say mysterious. A bridge. oh Jesus. interesting yeah a bridge okay. and Laura Linney. That's the only uh, guess. Uh, oh, okay. Like, because I'm like, what are you talking about? You, it was <laughs> your idea. <laughs> no, y'all, it's good to be back. Thanks for having me. It's always so nice to have you guys on. And it's an extra treat for us to have you guys on together. Yeah. What, what have y'all been up to? We've both been running a lot yeah <laughs> lots and <laughs> lots of running april more so than me she's been like um, yeah but jay doesn't run with me because i'm too slow for him so. that is not true <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> true i got that vibe over the summer you're it's like not... i cannot do a 13 minute mile this is killing me no that is not luck. true i kept having to work late and later or at different places just, yeah, jay this is the same thing she told me in private when she visited new york and i was like oh do you run with jay and she said the I'm same like, no, exact thing with jay. Like, I, I do what was not it? run fast so <laughs> Um, he runs like three minutes a mile faster than me. Um, <laughs> we ran a race, I, and I say together loosely, um, as in we saw each other at the starting line. And by the time I finished, he had already left because <laughs> he had finished that far in advance. It was I, like had, a, I, to be fair, I had I had somewhere I had to get to. I, I <laughs> but that's it. like the point that you 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 finished, and then were able to like leave the property, which was not an easy feat. So. <laughs> To be fair, I was I had uh, caught up with a, a friend of mine, Dr. Katie Moore, um, who will never listen to this, so I can drop her name like that. Um, and I knew she was running that race, and she was like, "Hey, yeah, um, I'm trying to you know follow this person or whatever." And I was like, "Okay, you know what? I, I've seen Katie run a couple of times. Let's see if I can kind of keep up with her." I had no idea like what she ran at. That hurt bad. So, oh. <laughs> well, 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 hey, Dr. Moore, if you're listening, Jay, just give you a shout out. 
feel free to come on our show sometime drug me around that that uh, park (laughs) but uh, (laughs) it was it was a fun time but now april runs places though that i just dream of in in as exotic dreams she runs in chicago and new york and all these cool places and i'd run in like huntersville so who cares Uh, that's because like i'm not dedicated at all and it has to excite me in order for me to like run it all like I have friends that are talking about like a normal holiday half marathon and I'm like absolutely not like run a half marathon around here no and see and see I got talked into I was already running one 5k this coming weekend and I got talked into doing another one so I'm doing one at 8 a.m and one at 10 a.m with a couple of whoa oh man that's so funny like you gotta understand Jay runs like just five or six miles a day he just goes out and for no reason like no, no, no! I actually have a reason too. I'm involved in one of those like work steps challenges thing, <laughs> and there's a hundred dollar <sighs> Amazon gift card on the line, and by God, it's going to be mine. Spend <laughs> more in race fees than you win, Jay. <laughs> I mean, fair. So, to be fair, one of those five Ks was a was a canned food donation. So that was I do that all day. That was a good, yeah. good cause. So. But the other yeah. one was like eh, thirty-five dollars. I I'm not worried about that. It goes to like the youth ministry at that church. <laughs> the job I'm not a part of, but whatever. So I mean, you know, I can support. Greek or- I've never been to a Greek Orthodox church. <laughs> sure. So- <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of canned food, Jay, it's Thanksgiving week. When yes. this drops, do you have any Thanksgiving plans, you or April? Uh, we're we're kind of doing the stay Thanksgiving thing because of the uh, impending move and things like that. Uh, I think we're going to get together with some friends and and do some stuff. But no, no, no big plans. But um, I do love Thanksgiving of the traditional holidays. It's definitely my favorite one of all of them. But um, nice hmm? coming in strong well, with the Thanksgiving love. We're waiting to see what the weather is like here. Um, normally we go up the mountains. Um, there's a restaurant that does like a family style Thanksgiving food meal thing and I don't cook. So um, we usually go up there and then it's somewhat close to like the North Carolina mountains have all those choose and cut Christmas tree farms. So we always go to the Christmas tree farm and have our tree cut down. Like we every year. Yeah. We do that on Thanksgiving usually unless it's raining. That's awesome. Fingers crossed for this year. I have no idea what we're going to what? eat. <laughs> <laughs> what about the three of y'all? What are your your Thanksgiving uh, traditions as the elves? Uh, we meet up with my husband's family and my family since we're all close, and we just do a big food fest. It's fun. Nice, nice. Yeah. We uh, just go to my parents who live ten minutes away. They have dinner. Family is a lot smaller now, so. The dinner is a lot more intimate than it has been over the years. So that's kind of sad, but it's all good. Watch the parade, then watch football after, and tons of food and drink. So it's all good. My mom and sister, my my mom's sister and nephew are coming to town. So they'll be here for the entire Thanksgiving week. Nice. You know, my office, my company just opened an office, another office in Manhattan, and uh, it's overlooking the parade route. So a bunch of my coworkers are going in to just watch the parade from the balloon level. And I wish uh, I had Do made that. those plans in advance. Yeah. Next year, for oh, sure. That is so cool. That is so yep. cool. That is cool. So, yeah, the Macy's parade is kind of a 
personal tradition thing. It was something like my mom really loved. And so I, I usually keep it on like, an, it was always on in the background while, you know, finishing up last minute things or whatever. So I usually try to, you know, turn it on and watch and, you know, yeah. see if I can see if I, if how old I'm getting, if I like by all the stuff that comes across them, like, I have no idea. Who <gasps> Was that a balloon of? Was that a movie? I don't know. If you see a blue dog this year, which you will, its name is literally Bluey. Okay. Oh, Bluey. Yeah. Yeah. Bluey's the best. Bluey. Well, you guys have kids. I didn't know if Jay would know who that was, so I told him. Is that a Blues Clues thing? Because no, no, No. Bluey's an Australian import. So Uh, good. Gotcha. Okay, so the nieces and nephews have outgrown that part of things. So I have no frame of reference for this anymore. Ah. They they were my my youth culture reference for years, and now they're all, you know, between fifteen and eleven, and too cool for the room. So Mm. yes. Well, it sounds like Thanksgiving is going to be fun for all of us this year. Um, hope it's good for all of you listeners, too. I'm curious if a Christmas story Christmas was fun for all of us. Well, that was what I was trying to segue into. <laughs> so tonight, we're covering our first legacy sequel of the year. The Santa Claus is coming Stay tuned in December after all those episodes drop. Um, a Christmas Story Christmas, which of course is a legacy sequel to the original 80s film, which gets 24 hours of playtime every Christmas, A Christmas Story. So quick plot synopsis. Set in December 1973, 33 years after the events of A Christmas Story, Ralphie, now living in Chicago, Illinois, returns to his hometown of Hammond, Indiana with his wife and children when he receives the news that his father has passed away. His mother convinces Ralphie to give his family the kind of magical Christmas the old man always did, and Ralphie realizes that the task is much more difficult than his father always made it look when he was a child. So... Jay and April, we'll start with you. Histories with the original, and then overall thoughts about this film. So I've seen the original like at least two hundred times. Um, I uh, it like don't turn my TV from TBS or TNT um, every day or every Christmas day, every single year, uh, even if I'm not watching it. So um, yeah, I've seen it more times than I can count. Uh, it's in my top three Christmas movies. Um, so I have a long history with this movie. What did I think about this? Um, so, so I actually, it, it exceeded my expectations. So because, uh, Peter Billingsley, um, a lot of what he directs nowadays is a little bit on the risque side. Um, and some of the, um, like previews, I wasn't sure if like we kind of dive into that raunchy territory, um, just for like cheap laughs because I mean really this it, I don't know if this will ever be like the cult classic the first movie is um, but it did not do that and I was very appreciative of it and it warmed my heart so that's all Jay how are you my family and I saw the original in theaters when it came out um, remember it distinctly um Oddly enough, it wasn't the thing I knew Darren McGavin for when I saw it. Um, I knew him uh, for the Kolchak, the Night Stalker. 
uh, that was on like syndication and my brother would play football on Friday nights and come home and watch that. So um, I knew him. So I was like, Oh, it's culture. I was the only kid that would thought that. Um, and then I, he played uh, one of the evil people in the natural with Robert Redford. But anyway, um, I, yeah, yeah, he did. I'm talking about, yeah, I'm talking about the old man, by the way. So, um, and, um, I knew some of the other actors things. It's a movie I've seen a billion times too, like April. I mean, it was one of those, it was on rotation all the time. It was, it was a big part of growing up. We would put it on and just leave it on while we were, my family's thing, particularly as we got a little bit older, like when my brother would come back from college or, you know, in town from work or whatever is we would sit around and play a lot of cards together. My family were big card players. We'd play spades and hearts and you know, whatever. And we would just keep that on in the background. And so um, always, a, I mean, I could probably quote it. Uh, you know, I've been on this show talking about like Halloween and stuff like that, as well as I know that movie, I probably know a Christmas story better, oddly enough. Um, <laughs> I, I know it that well. And, um, you know, I, I just tons of nostalgia for it. And um, even still, I think it's cute and, and love it. And I, I was just enamored with Gene Shepard too, when I learned more about him and kind of how it all came to be and everything. I just thought it was such a cool story. And uh, so going into this, I mean, I saw that first trailer, Anthony, you sent it to me in April, I think the same day. And I was like, okay, I'm down, you know, because I had, I had kept up with Peter Billingsley through the years. Cause I knew he was a producer and, and director. And like April said, this is a little more on kind of the raunchy side. He was buddies with Vince Vaughn and he had produced a lot of movies that I like. And I, I thought, but I hadn't seen act in anything really in years, except like a commercial or something here and there. And so when I found out he was coming back, I'm like, well, it must be good because he said for years, like he would not do these unless it was something that really piqued his interest. And I've seen the Charles Grodin summer version of Christmas story, which is yeah. not recommendable. I don't recommend anybody watch that. And I did see Christmas story too, which I think came out like five or six years ago. And it's cute. It's kind of like if Hallmark did a half-ass shot at this movie, I mean, it'd be okay. <laughs> it's, it's all right. It's, it's got it's got some sweetness to it but it's got none of like the charm because none of the people in it can you know carry the torch and so i i i went in going like okay i'm i'm game let, let's see what this is it looks funny you know and i was really blown away by how much peter billingsley worked at doing gene shepherd as a voice and i didn't realize that oh what we're seeing is how what we know as a christmas story came to be which is kind of the fictionalized yeah. version of how the fictional story happened or whatever but i i got a kick out of that i was like oh it's like metal on top of itself cool but i'm not gonna <laughs> lie y'all this hit me in the feels in a way i did not expect because i lost a parent about 10 years ago right before christmas and it was my mother who made christmas what it was in our house in terms of like decorations and all that kind of stuff and um one of the last things i got to do for her my dad and i decorated her tree for her the way she liked about a week before she died and i the last thing mm -hmm. i even talked to her about was that tree which is really um you know i, I don't mean to bring the room down but i did not expect to think about all that while I woke up at 4.30 this morning to watch this because I thought we were recording it earlier. So. <laughs> Jay texted me when I was, like, driving to campus. At yeah, yeah, you do. Like, have you watched it yet? I'm like, it dropped at 3 a.m. He's like, I got up early. I'm like, I know. <laughs> because, to be fair, I had to go to the gym and run after work because I had to get my mouth in. <laughs> so, but I, I didn't expect it to affect me the way that, that it, it did. And I think it was just the, those particular subjects and we'll get into it i guess ralphie has to write the obit for his his dad and i had to write mine for my mom and i mean it's just you know all that stuff i was like holy cow i did not expect to like really dive into this so 
that said, I kind of spent the day sort of mulling on it. And I think it's fine. I, I, again, I was really pleased with what came out of it. I don't think it's anywhere near as classic as the original, but you can never catch lightning in a bottle like that. I mean, it's just one of those things. You, know, you, just, you, you don't know it when it's being made, and it's only through the test of time that those kind of things happen. But is this a, a worthy kind of side piece or companion to the first movie absolutely i mean and i think it's done with a lot of love too which i appreciate because they it i mean if you've watched the first one as much as all of us have here you'll catch all of the stuff and and it's fun and if you haven't then maybe you've seen it once or twice or whatever you'll you'll still enjoy it like there's a lot to to get into and there's a real there's always a real sweetness to the other movie and there's a real sweetness to this one too if not a little twinge of sadness I will let Julia and Tom go next. So we end our histories here on a high note. Uh, also why I'm glad Jay and April are on tonight. So ladies first, Julia, remind the listeners of all the hate mail we got for our Christmas story episode and then tell people your overall thoughts about this film. <laughs> I don't like a Christmas story. Um, I grew up in a family of people that also did not like a Christmas story. And I feel like that has a lot to do with it. Um, I did see it as a kid and I got no warmth out of it. Did you see it in theaters? Sorry. No, 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 no. No, not in theaters as a kid. Um, But we picked it up on TBS some Christmas. And it it gave me no warm fuzzies. It felt distorted and cold. And the old man was harsh until the very end. And you get that nice reward that's just not big enough to consume the idiocy of the mom and the brother and like not a fan do not like a Christmas story. My husband likes it. Um, but we don't play it (laughs) in this house, not because I'm saying we don't play it husband, but just because there's other stuff we can watch. So, uh, expectations of this were extraordinarily low. Um, although I dislike the original one so much, I figure it can't get any worse. Um, so I watched this one today and this is a great movie. I loved this. This has everything that the original got wrong for me. Um, it has heart and a story that I can connect with. And I really enjoyed it. Um, I didn't enjoy it so much. I want to go back and watch the original, but I think this movie for me, and I'm curious if it does it for other people that don't like a Christmas story made what went wrong initially very very right so i'm a big fan of this one i really 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 liked it tomas remind people your similar history and then give an overview of what you thought this one the uh the original was over the top for me it was trying to recreate a bygone era and became far too schmaltzy and I could not connect with it. I have a really hard time when um, movies and shows try to recreate um, a time period. And they often miss the mark um, when that's the main plot story. We talked about that some in 8-Bit Christmas and how you know it was... It becomes a caricature of the historical period that it's depicting, right? We open up this movie and we're talking about the avocado green phone in this house. And we see the 70s wallpaper and it only gets better from there. I really enjoyed this movie. 
Oh, oh my wow. gosh, this is not going to be <laughs> a all-out war type of episode. So I'm very happy. It, it was. It it did the the story was better. I I did. It did insist upon itself at times where we had to have callbacks to the original film in ways that felt unnatural. And I didn't like that as much. But overall, I like the story and I connect more with the story of the dad in absence than the dad when he was alive. Yes. Ralph Ralph trying to connect and, and honor his dad's memory like Jay. Um, I've had to um, write obituaries for uh, my grandfather who reared me and my dad and um, watching that struggle, but still being able to keep it light was nice because at the time when you're in that moment where you're trying to get the right words to capture the life of somebody who, who had such a, a monumental impact on you, it's not easy and it's not light. Um, I really like the way they handled that. And I think, I found Ralphie as a dad and a son a lot more relatable than I did any of the characters in the original. Yeah, can I can I say the the oddly enough the thing that made the movie for me um, real quick, but anything before you jump in, it wasn't Ralphie oddly enough, and I do think he's great. Tom makes a great point about him, but it, it's his wife. Aaron Hayes oh, she was is amazing she, in this movie. I don't know who she is. I know her face, but I don't know what I've seen her in. She is really funny. And casting Julie Haggerty as the replacement from Melinda Dillon was genius because I'm a huge airplane movie fan and airplane too. And she is the perfect just dits in those movies. And she just plays the same person in this. And I, I loved both of them. They were They were the thing that made it for me. Aaron Hayes is always good. She was on the Goldbergs. She was. She was in Children's Hospital. She has a Netflix show. She was up for a primetime Emmy at one point. But okay, see, I've never seen a single episode of the Goldbergs, so I, that's lost on me. But I hear it's good. I've just never watched any of it. She was also in the the show. I know we'll go through it, but she did. She had a, a recurring. She played the wife of Kevin James in this the short lived show he and Leah R- Remini did. Um, Oh, the one that came post Cam Queens, yeah. Kevin can wait. Kevin can wait, mm-hmm. yeah. Or he uh, played. She she had a role there. I love her. She's great. Erin Hayes is also a fan of my Twitter account because she liked my post about a Christmas story Christmas today. The verified oh, real Erin Hayes. Erin Hayes. Uh, is, are you sure? Is, is I I triple checked it when I saw. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. What is Twitter? Does that exist still by the time this show comes? Yeah, out? by the time this drops, Twitter is not going to exist. Probably uh, uh, by the time we finish recording, Twitter is fair. Also hey, true. All of their their doors have been shut, access removed from employees through Monday. Most and of the supposedly seventy like something percent said peace out. Yeah, and in their cool. survey, only seven percent of all of the employees were excited to still work there. He hit like apparently he those people must be in serious kind of, debt. That's all I can yeah. say. He issued some kind of ultimatum that said, um, you know, be ready to go hardcore if you want to work here, expect long hours. It's like I can leave or I can work long hours for a psycho. Like, I mean, absolutely no. not. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, the, the, okay. So I find it ironic. The man who is CEO of five companies and never goes into work in the office said that he wants all of his remote employees to come back to the office because he's afraid they're doing other jobs. 
Yes. And I don't understand with all of his tweeting and his liking of Kyle Rittenhouse's posts, how he's had time to run any companies. I have a theory. I think he is purposely attempting to destroy Twitter at this point because most people don't do Facebook anymore. Facebook is typically your, your right-wing misinformation site. Um, Instagram really isn't a site for actual content, really. So Twitter is really kind of the social media for leftist liberals, you know? So if you're not on that side... I mean, it's been a right-wing rag for a while, too. Well, it has. There would have been no Donald Trump presidency without Twitter. Well, I mean, but at the same time, there's a lot of mobilization that occurred post-2016. Because I I don't think anybody really... For one, I think Twitter at that point was kind of on death's doorstep. And then Trump basically revived it. And so Twitter has been a big social, like, um, you know, kind of what's the like um, crowd, like crowdsourcing, crowdfunding for, I, I mean, can you name another social media site that really uses, I mean, other than Reddit, but that's so kind of uh, impersonal. With, with Reddit, you can, you curate a lot more of the content that you see and you're not subjected to crap you don't want to see. I don't know why, but I am seeing Kyle Rittenhouse posts all the time on Twitter and it's driving me crazy. So I have his name blocked. It's muted. So just that, like I've got probably 157 different words and phrases muted. So it prevents me from seeing any of that stuff in my feed, which is why I like Twitter. Um, but I just feel like after that's, probably, that's also probably why it hasn't seemed as much of a right wing rag to you at times. Right. That's true. Uh, I, I'll tell you, the I, only things I've got uh, blocked and muted on Twitter are the phrase evil dies tonight uh, and, um, <laughs> and Hulk Hogan. And the best part of 1973, aside from the avocado green things that grew up in my house, too, was there was no damn Twitter. So I can agree on that. <laughs> I will say, give a shameless plug. I am loving Mastodon so much now that people are actually there. A lot of the science community that I interact with on Twitter is moving to Mastodon. Like that's a lot I'm of people on. are moving to Mastodon in general. And I finally told God, I think I've got Anthony joining. So I'm excited. It is unbelievable. It's cure. There's no algorithm. You see what you like. You have to find people through hashtags. You're not getting bombarded with, and and the people that you follow amplify the voices of people that they follow so that you, you're connecting to the right people. My Mastodon is so edifying and uplifting for me now. I don't remember, I, I can honestly say, I don't know how long ago I felt that way about social media. You see, I'm I'm the say you the one I've leaned the most into, honestly, is my is my not my Instagram, but my LinkedIn page. Oddly enough, it's everybody on there is somebody I have at least talked to at some time or another. And I still need to build my LinkedIn page. It's all yes, you do. And how have <laughs> I've been your friend this long and you don't have a girl, um, and, like so. I think well, you did help me with my resume and I got a job out of that. Fair. I did ah oh, see. So uh yeah, don't please don't if put you, my email address out there for the listeners because I don't have that kind of time but, but yeah just for my friends the only time i see like the people i i i can all you can always tell when people are going to start making a move because they're like oh i've got to be 
I've got to put good information on you. I got to put good uh, content. Not, well, not in my my business because you, you have to promote everything you're doing as a career center all the time, or else people don't think you're doing anything. So, <laughs> so I guess you do have a, you have a lot more recruitment, and, and we have quite a bit, and we try to spotlight all the people that do stuff on there. So. Well, listeners, eventually Filmstrip and Tissa Podcast will be on Mastodon if we are not already oh, by the time this drops. I've got to leave that to Ron because he's the social media person. I, I, I have to I have to figure out this Mastodon situation. I'm still afraid of Discord. I'm like, mm, I, I don't belong in this library. I'm going away. You can so. find me on TikTok. Like, I've, I've moved to TikTok. I, you know, I can't do the TikTok. I just feel like I am so creeper old to be on TikTok. Um, so it's funny because that like there's more of a shift towards older people on That's, TikTok, I guess. It's, so I've been told. Like, and it's funny watching the younger people like freak out. Like, no, this I, is our spot. You, I, fun, you are fun story. I, I did in my last run with my, my one run club in, in town here this last week and one of my friends there who's just a couple years younger than me realized that by me leaving he is now officially the grandpa of the group because it's a bunch of 20 something and then me and him <laughs> so now i'm like well matt i leave it in your hands so there was no mastodon or twitter or linkedin in this movie <laughs> or, the maker. Or, or in the original which i did not like growing up. That was a movie I developed a love for as I got older. Um, I really developed a love for that original movie in college um, and in my since then. Um, I did I not didn't... think April and I would be the two stands for that movie. <laughs> no, I, I, I am fully a stand. I'm a full stand now. It just wasn't growing up. I was not. I was oh, not. Man. I mean, I, I knew Julia didn't like it. I hadn't heard Tom's story on it before, but yeah. So, okay, fun. I feel like I was like April going into this one. I was excited for it, but I was also nervous and it exceeded my expectations. I, and we can talk about this when we get into it. I, we have talked about it in our original episode. I fully disagree with Julia and Tom about their characterization of the old man in the original. Um, he was my favorite character. He is arguably the iconic one to come out of the original. Uh, he's neck and neck with Ralphie. Um, and I was glad his character had such a huge presence and impact on this movie, despite the fact that Darren McGavin is no longer with us. And I thought it was a beautiful tribute to him and a beautiful tribute to his character, and just a beautiful tribute to the original. And this is a legacy sequel done right. And uh, as a horror fan, Jay has seen a lot go wrong, as have I, and uh, this is one <laughs> that was yeah. done right. Let's, yeah, let's not relive that hell. <laughs> Julia, do, I don't know if this will open it up for you a little bit more, but this occurred to me when I was a lot younger, and I've always sort of rewatched a the original Christmas story through this lens that if you think of the old man and Ralphie as Sylvester, the cat and Sylvester jr. From Looney Tunes, it kind of changes the way it operates for you a little bit. At least it does for me. Cause I've always equated the two of them. Like they're very, very similar characterizations. 
I didn't even That's know there funny. was a Sylvester Jr. Sylvester, oh, oh father. And he's always so embarrassed. But <laughs> little bag over there, like a Cleveland fan. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love Sylvester, my favorite Looney Tune. I, I no, no bones about that. I love suffering fuck a dash. But I mean, but he's like, if you watch him and you listen to Darren McEvans, you know, Rago Frary, all that, you know, sort of fake cursing that he's doing in, in the first movie. Like, it's, he's very much Sylvester and Ralphie's very much Sylvester Jr. It's kind of. um i i will say tom's comment was interesting about how it insists upon itself uh i don't disagree with him i just feel like that is a staple of almost like every legacy sequel out there uh or the godfather 2 or the godfather 2 or every martin scorsese (laughs) ever made I will Come be at curious. me, film Twitter. You don't exist anymore. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be curious to see what Tom thinks of the Santa Clauses. If he thinks this one insists upon itself of paying homage to the original, where you okay, don't. Really I'm not going to be on that show, but I'm just going to say right now that movie looks bad. <laughs> the TV series miniseries. <laughs> it looks bad because that first one wasn't that good either, and so it didn't get good till they got the mean principal to fall in love with him, and then they just waste her anyway. So, well, Santa Claus Three is that's 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 that that evil needs to die tonight anyway. Jay, it was good having you on. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> Finally, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, you know what? I, I, I want to say this about about legacy sequel though, man. Because we got to call it out though. This movie is some straight up member berries, like all the way. Like that. This movie lives in that that world, and that's not a bad thing if it's done right. But it's. I mean, it is definitely playing on the fact that most people love that first movie in some way or another. And so it's going to give you all of that the way you exactly the way you want. Right. And I wasn't expecting to feel hit in the emotions either, like you and Tom, because last year my grandmother died just after Christmas and she was dying throughout the holiday season. And I was sitting there watching her die, working on not her obit, but her eulogy. And so I could relate to Ralphie on you know, trying to find the words for his obituary. And I kind of like how the movie ends. Uh, You know, you can watch one and two just in an infinite loop. They just feed right into one another. I thought that was very clever how they did that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, let's hop right in. 33 years later, uh, Ralphie's has the oh well no we have to go through the cast first we forgot the cast uh luckily this will go quick because they were all in the original for the most part peter billingsley is back as ralphie parker um ian petrella is back as randy parker and it's nice to see him getting some work again after uh living in that original house giving tours for years because he had nothing else to do or going on in his life (laughs) so they offered to let him live rent free in the attic if he gave tours during the day sad life for him Oh my gosh. Uh, Scott Schwartz is back as Flick. Uh, R.D. Robb is back as Schwartz. Zach Ward is back as Scott Farkas. And then uh, Melinda Dillon retired from acting back in 2007, I believe. So they did not get her back to play Mrs. Parker. But as Jay alluded to earlier, Julie Haggerty takes on the role. And Probably most famous and beloved for Airplane and Airplane 2, but she was in a Midsummer Night sex comedy, Lost in America, What About Bob, Freddy Got Finger, A Master Builder, Instant Family, and Marriage Story. And then, uh, yeah, River Drosh plays Ralphie's son, Mark, and Juliana Lane plays Julie Parker, Ralphie's daughter. 
And this film was directed by Clay Cadis, who did Angry Birds movie and The Christmas Chronicles, which Julia and Tom loved and I did not like at all. Same. I know I liked you, April. <laughs> I, I got to give praise to the kids, too. I don't know if there's kids from anything, but they were they were cute together and they acted like real kids like i I was impressed yeah. like they had some real like kid energy they weren't you know hollywood kids i guess you could say i, I kind of dug them i did too uh, i think they did great i did too nick shank wrote the screenplay and this is different than a lot of the stuff he's written he's written gran torino the judge the mule cry macho and a christmas story christmas Actually, it's uh-huh. not. It's not all that different. If you if you know the, notice the through line on all that, it's all about like dealing with the inevitability of the end of life and sort of coming to terms with all of that. Mm-hmm. And stuff. all of those movies have that through line through them. That's true. Oh, and Aaron Haynes, who we mentioned, plays Sandy Parker, Ralphie's wife. Um, who I agree with you, Jay. She was the MVP for me. I really liked her a lot. And not a complete idiot. So I appreciated that. Right. I mean, I, I think the thing about the mom that you, at least that I've always appreciated in the first movie and that you can in this one too, is it's one of the underlying themes of both of these movies is behind every sort of bumbling idiot man is a woman to pick up his mess and make him feel okay about it. And, I, and as someone who's married to someone like that, I can appreciate that. So, so yep. I, I was like, yeah, that's very true. So... So let's dive right in. Ralphie has the best wife ever because he has not worked in a year when we pick up this film. He has been writing the next great American novel. I guess he and his wife had saved just enough money for him not to have to work for a year. Um, And he has a Christmas deadline, self-imposed deadline to get published or he has to go back to the grind. Um, And of course, he is writing this big epic sci-fi fantasy novel and publishers keep turning him down. The kids, meanwhile, are all excited for Christmas. Ralphie hasn't been home to uh, to Hammond, Indiana, since he left home. And his parents always come to visit him. And that's the case this year until he gets that fateful phone call from mom that dad passed away like when he mentioned in the beginning the grandma and grandpa are coming out i'm like please be talking about like her parents right in this direction right off the Uh, bat but we did when he said that yeah i agree i was like oh i thought he was just gonna be dead already like going in i didn't know (laughs) yeah like maybe like a first year without him kind of thing kind of like they did with a bit christmas yeah like you knew it was coming but it wasn't like rip off the band-aid fresh mm-hmm. yeah but ralphie um peter billingsley played that scene very well just uh i mean i have sadly seen people take a call like that and it just when you're not expecting it you know you're on the phone all smiles and just, just the way your face completely falls and how silent and pale you get and he acted the crap out of that scene he did it very well i thought mm-hmm, and- mm-hmm. And I want to say about Peter Billingsley too. This kid looks, this guy looks the same as he did with the kid. He looks exactly <laughs> the same to me. Yeah, yeah. His face has not changed in 40 years. It's kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, but you know, having seen him and stuff, just, you know, you pop up here and there and you see him, you're like, 
I mean, I guess you got LASIK and that was the only difference, right? Because the glasses were real when you were a kid. But otherwise, I'm like, eh, you know, I get it. I mean, it's, but he looks the same. He looks like what you would imagine that kid would have grown up to look like. Like everybody else has changed a little bit. Zach Ward looks the same, which is kind he of looks exactly the I same. Mean, he's, and is also, by the way, I have to say, this is ripped to Twitter again, but he's a good Twitter follow and it's, it, it's a lot of fun. But, um, but yeah, uh, all everybody else is they look exactly the same like schwartz with the doo-wop haircut i was like hey, man good, good for you you know and uh, yeah and flick and all of them i'm like that's exactly what i thought they would have looked like 33 years later it's sort of it's sort of wild but no he looks the same it's just so it's so funny you know and um i don't know i i love that a lot of the cool stuff about ralphie or at least the stuff i always liked is that you could tell he was really smart and he had a lot going on in his head when he was a kid. And, you know, we're hearing his life narration, you know, it's the, the, you kind of forget that in the first movies that it's, you're hearing him as an adult reflect back on all this stuff. And, but he never kind of loses that sort of um, childlike wonderment, you know, that is so part of Christmas and, and really just of being a kid. Right. And I, I appreciated mm -hmm. that he kind of kept that even as an adult. And there's always, he kept having the black Bart flash, uh, right. The daydreams. That, those were great. I, I loved those as a big fan of Westerns too. I was like, we go fight. I'm like, yes, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> and when he gets in the snowball fight with his kids, I love it. And then he goes horribly awry. I'm like, yes, that's what happens. Like, I'm <laughs> but, but I loved it. Like he was so, like an adult, but he was very playful too. And then his wife was in there too. She wasn't back there going like, stop that, be mature. You know, like they were, like you would think they would be very fun people to like know. It, it didn't fall into the trope that you see in so many like TV sitcoms where dad is an idiot and mom's unbearable, the unbearably strict one and not fun one who has to rein him and the kids in. AKA and I like mad that. about you is what you're talking about. Mad about yeah. you, modern <laughs> yeah. family, all every yeah. every sitcom out there. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. They're they're both fun, and but it also lets you know, like, yeah, Ralphie would not have married a woman who wouldn't be kind of fun you know like that's not who he was and the fact that randy becomes like this international playboy and he couldn't <laughs> get his arms down i'm like that's that's fun. i don't know where they came up with that but that was cute where they you came know, up I, with that probably because ian petrella probably has can't act so they're like what's the way we can have him in this movie and I mean, keep his appearance not have him in the movie right exactly but no i mean i i thought i thought he had so much just still just natural charisma you know and he's just I mean, somebody you could again, and that's the thing. If you've ever listened to any of Gene Shepard's stuff, like you can tell how he became just this, you know, force. And I mean, he wasn't a writer. Shel Silverstein and and you know people from Playboy really were the ones that pushed him into writing. He was an orator. He did all this stuff on the radio, and you could tell like good storytellers are like. I feel like we've lost those. Like we don't really breed those anymore. And Peter Billingsley is one of those too. Though like he sort of embodied that, and I appreciated that. That that wasn't an easy thing to take on because he's trying to play himself older he's trying to play Darren McGavin, and he's trying to play Gene Shepard, and that's a lot for one person to do in one movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I love when he first gets to his childhood home, which it was so awesome seeing that house again. Uh, but when he, again, it's something we can all relate to anyone who's lost somebody, the walkthrough of the house he does. And when he keeps entering different rooms or spotting different objects, you just hear lines from Darren McGavin in the original movie, because that's what happens when you lose someone. Every room has a memory and you just think about it. And I thought that was so well done. 
Julie Haggerty too as Mrs. Parker. How I like that she didn't. They could have easily have gone the route where she was very depressed this movie and like she needed cheering up. And I like that they didn't. I like that she was like, the one thing your father really liked was throwing these big Christmases and we should do that to honor his memory. So please, Ralphie, promise me you'll do that. I have a question about that. That's the only part that didn't feel real to me that I don't. And again, I've not seen a Christmas story as many times as y'all have seen it. Um, But I... I didn't get the sense that Ralphie's dad liked throwing big Christmas ever. He, he did. And I did, did not he? see that as a kid, but yeah, if you watch it now as an adult, he's the one he's super excited about going tree shopping. He's mm-hmm. loving the parade with the kids. He's loving the um, department store shopping. He's the with one a, decorating the tree. He's the one who decorates it. Yeah. He's very excited about it all. He's the one that like does the, the, the shotgun for Ralphie in the end like right I know that but that always felt like a the shotgun in the end to me watching it was always like the oh he is excited about Christmas this whole movie I thought he was like cursing the bane of spending the money because that's my dad okay like that is my father is Christmas is not an enjoyable time because that is a lot of money we're spending and that is a lot of fuss and he likes neither of those things and so that was just my dad and that was the great peak for me for the movie the only peak of the original movie is the end where you've got a hidden gift and you're like holy crap he actually listened he came through and he defied mom and said no i'm going to do for my son what i want to do for my son he's super excited about this i'm going to satisfy this need and so watching this one they keep talking about the old man loved christmas and i was like i don't remember that like it's fine and i I prefer thinking of him that way but i never got that sense ever i i did get that he was the one and and granted maybe he didn't show it because back in i guess the 40s or 50s that i would imagine that kind of gruff you know stern hold everything down dad was what was typical but like even when the turkey gets destroyed in the first movie he's like nope we're not letting it you know as much as he wanted that turkey he's like no we're not letting it ruin christmas get dressed we're going out to eat we're still gonna have a nice meal because it's christmas so like it may not have been like warm and you know over the top but i think it was very like if you look at every major putting christmas together scene in the first movie it's always him well, I'll say I'm I'm a little bit on Julia's side on this is that you don't necessarily get what this movie purports is that this was this thing for him except the one thing that the the first movie does a great job of is that Darren McGavin's number one thing is his family among everything else even the leg lamp and all the other goofy stuff he does it is his wife and those kids and I think it's typified best in the very very last scene of that movie the kids are asleep or whatever and he and melinda dillon sit down and they have a glass of wine and they're sitting there and it's just the tree in the living room and they're just watching it snow and it's just like that one like sweet moment together you know and it's like you can tell like that's the 40s family man you know and i think that's but to me i i'm with you julia that i feel like they kind of foisted a little bit more on the christmas spirit was all dad you know at this but i also will say in the movie's defense Right after someone dies, it is a tendency to go, 
like remember the one thing they cared the most about or you think they cared the most about and just put a lot of them into it, you know, and stuff. So I, I kind of wonder yeah. if maybe that was part of it, but I'm with you. I think, I think it was his family that mattered to him the most. And they just use that as the avenue to like, well, dad would always have had the Christmas thing. I, the, let me ask you all this. Like the fact that dad had like the old man had all the hidden Christmas presents for the kid. I know I'm jumping way ahead at the, you know, hidden for him. I, well, I mean, come on, we're blowing this movie as it is, but the way that he I had, loved he, that. Had that go, but well, can I tell you though, I kind of was like, yeah, but you know, I kind of feel like the mom would have done that. Like, I think grandma would have done that. Like, cause that's what dad would have wanted us to do. Like I, I wanted her to get that almost. I kind of feel bad that I, the disembodied I'm glad they did swerve that. that way though, because I thought it was going to be Randy coming in with all his money. At the that's what I minute. thought too. Yeah. So I'm yeah. glad. Yeah. That would have been such a cheap, quick win for them right. but i'm glad they did i'm glad they didn't give into the expected trope mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i loved that with dad and again it goes back to he was the one who got ralphie the bb gun in the end and if they are whether you think julia he liked christmas in the original or not in this one they were clearly building up oh it was his big thing it would make sense to me that he only just died a few days before christmas of course he had his christmas shopping done for his kid grandkids and also let's like remember that like when a parent goes to grandparent they completely change like you know my parents are like well right don't yell at your kids and I'm like excuse me like pot me kettle you know like they were so much worse right um so maybe like he over the years shifted from what we saw in the first movie and you know kind of being the backbone of Christmas to you know now that you're a grandparent and your 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 family lives far away you know we didn't really see any in between so you know that's not a and that's what i that's what i wondered right because right and that's what i was assuming watching it it wasn't a big enough thing like even if if i didn't assume that it would not have ruined this for me at all because honestly that's how i prefer to think of him even if i didn't from the original movie um but i wondered Right. Since y'all have seen it a lot more than half, if I had missed something from the original or if it is the space between or trying to push like, you know, look how this guy changed over the years. When I when I finished with this movie, I was like, ha, huh, that proves Julia and Tom were wrong about the first. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> like Peter Billingsley wrote this sequel to tell you guys that April. you correct. <laughs> April, I'll Venmo you for saying that. And Peter that. Billings <laughs> had to write a sequel to tell people he should have been the way that he wasn't in the first one. He didn't write Is the that first one. He was just the child. Well, I, I, I will say. He was fixing it. it. I will say, I think, <laughs> you, I, I think it was he an wrote imbe- the sequel because he wanted money. Let's be honest. <laughs> I think it was this an in-between between what Jay and Julia what julia jay and april think i do think jay you're right it was more about the family than christmas but if you do go back to watch the original it is him who with the christmas tree and the shop department store and the parade and everything he's as he's very into it all i mean i do think it's worth we're saying like the the crux of this movie is ralphie writing uh and what am i trying to say not an honorarium and in memoriam yeah well ralphie writing a tribute to his father is what this is and if you if you realize what he's writing is what we now know as the original christmas story story or whatever um and from the the first movie the main character in that is the dad 
like it's Ralphie narrating his life, but it's it's the old man. Like everything kind of centers around everything he does, and like I don't know, I just I, I kept waiting for him to do every callback they could. I mean, when the Plymouth broke down with the radiator thing, I thought, is he going to get a flat tire? And That's what I thought too. Oh, we're going to do that again, and I'm kind of glad they did though, because that would have been like super cheap. The fact that they didn't, and they just had a snowball fight that he almost blinds his daughter. It was you know, funny and in a twisted kind of way, but you know, and, 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 shot and, her eyes out. And I like, oh, that's a good call, Tom. He shot her he eye. Shot out. her eye. <laughs> oh my gosh, I never thought of that. I didn't oh, even that's think great that. either. Yeah. I'm like, why? You don't want to... <laughs> I, I mean, that's I love the whole hilarious. don't let Santa kick you in the face line. You know, <laughs> like, that, was, that was, was awesome. Like, what? I, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I um, uh, I loved, by the way, that. Ralphie was running through that department store shopping while mom and grandma were just having drinks at the bar together. That was very cute to me. I like that a lot. I, I um, gotta ask. I gotta ask. I mean, Sandy's pretty, pretty swift. You think she she faked that trip? So she was like, mm, I think I'm gonna um, go with Because at the end, grandpa. she was fine. She was right. fine at the end. <laughs> yes. I think like a day was. later, two days later. Right. I think she was faking. <laughs> <laughs> you said jay every call you every call back in the book you expected i was honestly surprised i forgot who i owe ten dollars to but i said to somebody i guarantee you somehow ralphie or whoever is going to get a leg lamp for christmas and i was surprised they didn't bring the leg lamp back given how iconic yeah they just had the shade just did the shade yeah they did have the shade which was enough but i honestly thought they were going to go for the cheap cash grab because the lamp is so iconic and somehow find a way to get bring a new lamp in i mean that is kind of the typification of the whole movie yeah is that it's just enough like like right after they get to the house and he was in the attic for the first time and he's like looking around at stuff and he uncovers and what ends up being just a a plastic christmas tree i thought that was going to be like the pile of leg lamp yeah yeah, yeah that, so. the, the fact that he finds the pink bunny suit though is like still traumatizing. It just tosses. I'm like, yes, <laughs> we needed that. We all needed to relive that pink nightmare, you know. <laughs> but it, lo- like they didn't go too far with it. Like it's not like he should have been like, oh, let me make my kid wear this for you know craps and giggles. You know, like they could have done something. Which like again, I thought. Kid. I thought for sure there was going to be a gift under that tree from an aunt for his kids, and it was going to be something like that. And again, I'm glad they didn't uh-huh. do that. But mm-hmm. that's the type of yeah. stuff I expect from legacy sequels, because certain legacy sequels have taught me to expect the low-hanging fruit. Jay knows what I'm talking about. Yes. Anyway, not to get into that. <laughs> Stinking hocus pocus. Whoa. <laughs> I still haven't seen the first one. Don't want to now that I heard about the second one. (laughs) What did you think of how his friends turned out? I loved, I loved that Farkas turned out to be a cop. Yeah, me too. And I love that scene between them. Can we How? talk about though that he is doing a triple dog a, dare? He's doing a hell of a Scott Eastwood impression, which means he's sort of doing a low key Clint Eastwood impression. I don't know if Zach Ward intended to do that, but that's what say, he's doing. Like, he is the one who waged the best out of all of them. Yeah, you know, fair. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, every time they even brought Ward, his I little just... like toady friend back though for like the prison scene. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah. Like, the, I'm like. The... Where did they find that dude to come and do that? (laughs) I uh, every time I think of Zach Ward, though, I think of Freddy versus Jason. Freddy kills him in the bathtub. That's exactly where I go. (laughs) 
burns his back and then the fire disappears and it's all the boils on his back that say freddy's back i thought he was funny i love i love the way schwartz turned out like i said is this kind of you know stuck in the 50s dude in the 70s now he's never really kind of got it together but i love how he and flick are still trying to one-up each other all these years later because i have friends like that <laughs> yeah. that still do that today and i just think it's hilarious you know like boys I never triple dog dare you <laughs> right right <And laughs> i love i love that scene and i i yeah. love that flick had the ongoing tab at his bar that you just know was never gonna be paid because well, i mean yeah, he, but he knew it i mean he's just like yeah i know this guy's never gonna pay it whatever i don't care like it's just his you know the neighborhood you know hole or whatever i mean i, I like how flick turned out because the way ralphie set it up is like it was grandpa's bar and then it was dad's and now it's his and i'm like yeah it, that's what his life is he doesn't care and that's what i i feel I, I liked about this movie is that it let everybody kind of be lived in and just sort of real and nobody got judged for it they just were what they were you know it just it it's yeah. you know a simpler life and i you know again maybe maybe life before social media when, when we didn't do that to all time to each other it was <laughs> it was kind of i was it was nice it was nice and quaint because i mean as somebody who grew up in kind of a small town it's if i go back now and there's very very few people that i grew up with that are still there but the ones who are still there are very much like still part of the town and it's kind of neat to see that like they're they're still so much a part of what they they loved about it it's kind of cool you know as the, as the person who left and will never go back it's kind of neat to to go and see again and, and to see some of those old places and i do the same thing ralphie does if ever i get back up there i go and check out the old places i went when i was in high school and stuff because some of them are still there and you know it's sort of fun mm -hmm. to, to look at and think about and i go and find the there's a downtown soda jerk restaurant where me and my friends carved our names on a table because that's what you did and <laughs> I, I, I'm still fine I take right where it is right now so <laughs> I also like that this film kind of subverted, not subverted expectations, but they kind of flipped the Red Rider BB gun thing. Instead of Ralphie getting his kids the perfect present, his kids were looking for the perfect present for dad that he couldn't afford, the radiator for his car. I thought that was a nice. I love that she asked Santa for that. He's like, you're on your own, kid. And I was like, that, that was <laughs> the, 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 the she, cat I could get you. The way she cons it out of the, the neighborhoods, though, like that was funny. I was like the bumpuses. Yeah, but I was like, well, you know what though? Like you, you see, like Ralphie's got a little bit of that kind of shrewd. I can negotiate anything that you know his dad did mm -hmm. or whatever, and that that's definitely coming down the tree too. And it, that his daughter's more that way than his son is kind of funny. But the, the the two of them tag team up and like put the stump around the snowman and all this <laughs> stuff for the the snowman bullies. That was I, I liked all of it. Again, I love those. Who kids. were the Farkas children? Cute. Yeah, well, you know what? When that got revealed, I said, how did I not see that? Coming? I actually had a feeling they were throughout that. Like, yes. I didn't think he would have that redemption, but I thought those were his kids the whole time. Good call, because mm -hmm. I, I was like, how did I not see that? Of course, that his kids would be hellions twice as bad as he would. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of Farkas again, I liked his, had the whole story how him and Ralphie never dealt with each other again after that day. Ralphie snapped and beat the crap out of him. And it kind of, you know, that was the start to him kind of like, uh, maybe I'm a jerk. Like, maybe I have to look at myself. And he ended up becoming a cop later on in life. I like that. 
Like the whole scene of him just driving him home while Ralphie was like convinced he was going to lock him in a cell and throw away the key. I, I love that. We, we got to say that the reason Ralphie got arrested is because the star gets broken off the tree, which he's had to convince his daughter is like this whole thing, right? Which I got to ask the moms in the room a little bit about that in a second. But he goes to the bar to steal like the bar's <laughs> Schlitz malt liquor star or whatever. So they can have a star <laughs> on the tree. Um, so I, I got to ask Julia and April that though, real quick. Have you ever had to go like out of your way to convince? one of the kids like no this is the most special thing ever or something like that what what was your story with that uh i, like, I make I a point not to do that yeah i don't think i've ever um, <laughs> i don't think i've ever like had to go that like like had to make a recovery or anything like that um you see, my parents didn't do that kind of thing either. So I was, I was, that's why I was asking. I was like, I wonder if anybody, you know, if either of the people tonight have done that or whatever. So uh, I teach my kids everything's disposable so they're not disappointed. Mm -hmm. I don't do that. Not Even they are. <laughs> okay, well, I, got, I got to ask around the room here. I got to ask around the room here, though. What tops your tree? Star. Nothing. We have an angel with the real tree. Um, it's, like we've got marks on our ceiling from where it scratches most years because we get it like barely like we usually have to cut a little bit off the bottom just like so Ralphie. we don't have room to put anything up at top all right okay so just so you know those mr clean magic erasers get those marks off your ceiling yeah like then i'd have to like stand on something or, or like every or once so in a while I like i never it's in the corner in like our second living room so it's my husband sits there when he plays video games, which is really the only use for that area. And like a couple times a year, I'll look up and I'll be like, what the heck happened to this? And then I remember, <laughs> like, I'm always like, what are these? Cause our kids will like throw those sticky things up on the ceiling and they stay there for like six months. Um, and so I always think it's something one of them did. And then I remember a few times a year, it was a tree one year. Tom, what, what's on top of your tree? <laughs> it depends on the year and what we decide to put up there. Mm-hmm. We go, we go around. Last couple of years, it's been a star. Um, we we had an angel. She's not looking the best anymore, and we haven't found a replacement for her. What about you, Jay? So, gr growing up, we had the star. Then the my mom, when she got older, like she liked to do a tree in all gold, and so that was the tree that my dad and I did for her before she died. And it had a big gold angel on top of it. And uh, I think that got retired after she passed. Aww. And then Rachel and I um, have done multiple different things where we've lived. But when we put up the actual tree, we always have like a, a multicolored star. I'm a big fan of color lights. I like color. And, and a tree. I like white. The clear yeah, I, I think white and clear they look pretty they're great i kind of associate this with like yard tree or whatever but i like color on a on a christmas tree but we've done different things on top of ours like one year we just put like this goofy santa hat on it that we like, <laughs> oh some people get really clever with their trees how they do it like they make whole like bodies like i've seen like the grinch tree where you like dress um, it you know my, and my mom was such an elvis fan she actually had a an elvis tree of nothing but elvis ornaments because she just would get them every year we'd get her for her, you know and so she had a full elvis tree with a blue suede like you know skirt and the whole name like graceland there's a snow village around it it was so cheesy oh elvis 
Presley, not Costello. Not Costello. <laughs> it was definitely Presley. When he passed, and when I was one, not even one year old, her and her best friend just left the kids with the dads and drove to Memphis to grieve at Graceland. Um, so, yeah, that's the house. <laughs> yeah, no, Elvis was a big deal. I have a fake tree though, but uh, I do have to like the top contort and bend because like it's too big. The star wouldn't fit on top of it, my star. So I contort and bend the top until I get the star literally scraping across the ceiling, and then I have to wrap like the top branches <laughs> around it because it's too unsteady up there. And <laughs> but that's what I was always told growing up. Like my parents always put the manger at the base of the tree and the star up top, and like the starts the star of the manger. So that's what I've always done. Mm-hmm. Trying to think if our Hanukkah tree has any, like that's our fake, that's one of our fake trees. Like my husband's Star Trek tree is fake. Um, then the Hanukkah tree is fake. Wait, wait, April, did you say your husband has a Star Trek tree? He does. You know how Hallmark uh, has been putting out those Hallmark, uh, like yeah. Star Trek, like, yeah. I mean, they've been putting those out for 20 plus years. Um, so he's got a lot of the older ones like nowadays they're cheap and plastic but he's got a lot of the old like original ones ones. from like 20 years ago um so most years it doesn't get put up because i make him do it himself and well that's not (laughs) happening so um sidebar i've been revisiting all of those movies i never watched either of the shows that much or any of the shows i should say that much but i've been revisiting those movies and i'm blown away at how a movie series can have four completely different entries in its first four chapters you have like the geeky sci-fi one the submarine action one the disaster movie and then the comedy i (laughs) like on star trek and like he watches if it's on he watches it Oh, they're not any good. Let me be clear, but they're fun to watch. They're not fun to watch. Like when you that Stargate. Yeah, well, that, you like if you like watch them all. Like I've I've watched four of them in the last two weeks. So I'm like, okay, we're gonna take a little break before I get back into this again because they get to be a little much. But when you watch them like that, it's like, man, you can tell everybody in this set absolutely hates each other. It is funny to watch them <laughs> try to act like they care. Like it's, especially when oh he died, damn. Like that's the look on their face. It's sort of funny, but you know. <laughs> Like, you know, animosity can breed chemistry. Like, you know, Richard Gere and Deborah Winger will hate each other through eternity. And But their chemistry and Officer and the Gentleman is unmistakable. Julia Roberts and Richard Gere still hate each other. And they were great in Pretty Woman. But, uh, you know, but boy, the Star Trek cast, they hate each other. And you can tell. <laughs> like, it's, pretty, it's pretty clear. They, they did not like hanging out with each other. But can you imagine if they shoved William Shatner somewhere in this movie? That was the only thing maybe missing was one of his cheesy-ass cameos somewhere. <laughs> At least they didn't try to recast him as the old man. Oh, no. They, well, boy, every time they put somebody else in that role, by the way, boy, it was a major fail. I'm just going to tell you the sequels. Like, nope, nobody. Yep. That oh, I know. Gavin. Can't, can't <laughs> touch it. So whether you like that movie or not, that performance is can't the, touch that. I did like, though, that the uh, their star broke. It was a nice callback to the lamp breaking. Like, his perfect mm-hmm. Christmas. He's going through everything his father did that one Christmas himself which was very mm-hmm. i like it isn't that the lesson that was like there is no perfect christmas there's no perfect christmas. christmas is is all the goofy stuff that happens as you try to make it that and that's time, something right? we mm-hmm. as adults realize right you know when you try to put yourself in your parents shoes your parents may as look so easy or you don't think it was so hard for them then you try to do what they did and oh crap 
this is a lot harder than they well, made like it they look. say in christmas vacation i had a lot of help from jack daniels you know it's <laughs> yeah. like a you common know. theme like passing the, um, the the torch of it is actually miserable to put these holidays together but in the end it's so worth it you know April, I'm yep. glad you mentioned Christmas Vacation because there are points in this movie, particularly the second act, where a lot of the mishaps are happening, where I got this real Griswolds filled off of this that I had never felt the Parkers were that, but there was right. a lot I didn't of like Griswolds. the comedy of errors introduction. Like, yeah. I, I don't like, like, I'm not typically, yeah. like, I can deal with Christmas Vacation, but, like, typically I don't like a comedy of errors. Like, one thing after another goes wrong. It's like, this isn't funny. Like, this is depressing. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it almost I was again I was watching it, I was going like it's almost a little much and then they would do something to bring it back you know or, right like when that trunk pops open when like they you go knew. to the emergency room yeah yeah I knew immediately that it had gone way too too smoothly so yeah so Ralphie with just the amount of money they had saved away for Christmas his trunk pops open all the gifts get robbed for a moment, I did think maybe he was going to report it to Farkas and Farkas would have found them. I did think that for a minute, um, but the payoff was much better where Grandpa had already taken care of them, everyone. And even Grandma didn't say anything to Ralphie that night. And she put it all out under the tree after the kids and her son were in bed. And I loved that. And it was very heartwarming. Just like it was heartwarming when Ralphie and Mom sat there watching the snow fall outside in the dark just like dad and mom did <laughs> in the original yep. I I there were like... so many ways they could have gone with a redemption story for the people who stole the gifts you know they could have found them they could have returned you know anything but i agree with you the way that it ended up happening oh it was i did get the feels yeah mm-hmm yeah. I kind of wanted Sandy and Ralphie to have that window moment. Though, yeah. To, you know, replay that, you know, and I mean, cause at the end of the thing is like, we kind of get the sense that he basically goes to work for the local paper. Like, so they kind of stay, which is sort of, you know, different than what you would Right. So, so this whole time he's waiting for a call that his book has been published. So he doesn't have to go back to work. And he, uh, doubts himself doubts the eulogy uh the obituary he wrote and sandy digs it out of the trash and sends it into the local paper and he gets syndicated he gets hired and they syndicate the article and well that wasn't what was in the trash what was in the trash was his sequel to his novel that wouldn't get published it was when right. he's given up the obit or whatever the the tribute was sitting next to all of his papers and they kept calling for it and she finally just went and found it and said here it is and you know turned it in because again it's that whole bit behind all these you know bumbling dudes there's like a woman actually paying attention to what's going on and paying attention to details to get things done so oh it's yeah. almost like real life so <laughs> and and I loved it. The paper gets published the next morning. Big old picture of Darren McGavin on the front with mm-hmm. the obituary and mom. Wait, he still gets no name. He still He's gets still no name. The old man. Mr. Parker, I guess we would go with. I mean, yeah. I don't uh, think his mom got a name. She's just mom. She's yeah, mom. mom. Yeah. yeah. And uh she she doesn't read it. She asked Ralphie to read it. And it was, I loved the sending. Ralphie starts and you realize it's an opening narration from a Christmas story. And you get the yep. opening 
Well, did you get what they story. did? They overlaid his voice with Gene Shepard. Yep. And that's uh-huh. when I realized, like, holy cow, Peter Billings has been doing a pretty good impression this whole time. Because I know he doesn't sound like that. I kept listening to him, but like, he doesn't talk like this. Like, what's he doing? It's like, oh, he's <laughs> trying to sound like Gene Shepard. I was like, I get it now. And I didn't really hit it until that moment. And I liked that. I thought it was cute. I liked it. I thought it was a I great ending. It. And, and so uh, smart. Through the credits, uh, it was. I, I don't know if you, any of you guys watched through the credits. I kept them on because I was watching this working from home today, and I liked the Christmas music they played during the credits. But during the credits, they kept showing pictures of Ralphie next to his old man, like doing the same things throughout yeah, the, the credits. Yeah, the side by sides, the scenes they basically yep. recreated for you to see, like the kids in the window and this and that. Yep. Yeah, I thought that was cute. I mean, it was it was calling out your callbacks, but it was in a subtle way that I realized that like. Oh, they didn't beat you over the head with it. Like, I mean, they even actually the, were smart with these. Even the beginning, I love. They use the old, big old red, the mistletoe hanging off of Christmas. It was the old logo and everything like that. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you you can be you got to be careful when you're using nostalgia fonts. David Gordon Green looking at you, but you know <laughs> other people you know mess that up. But he kind of nailed it. I mean, I I'll, I'll give the director here credit for that. I've only ever seen the Angry Birds movie, but I thought it was funny. You know, and I, I'm like, yeah, I get it. I see what he can do. So, <laughs> <you know. laughs> yeah. I will no. say the, the the absence of Randy the brother like beyond what they had like written for him was weird like it was jarring to me at first like at first i was like does he not exist because it's not even like his mom mentioning him like here you are you just lost your husband you just lost your father and nobody mentions the brother at all until he finally calls and they're like oh yeah you exist so you see him that second and then at the end, when they are opening the Christmas presents and Ralphie says something like, you know, we were all here after all. Dad was here after. And it's like, but, but your brother's not here. Like, it was, that was, it was the only, weird. That was the only word his mother said, though, remember? What do you mean? When she was in her, when she was in her depression in bed well, after yes. she had her half a cracker. <laughs> Which, yes, I, which again i didn't like that ralphie had to essentially lie that his mother was like dying of a broken heart in bed in order to right, get his like, brother you know, home. your dad just died you know <laughs> uh it, that the whole thing was weird like I, I was at first thinking they were just gonna pretend he never existed in the first place but then like at the end when he's like oh we were here after all dad was here with us and it's like but you're brother's not here and there's still no mention of him and your mother makes no mention of him at any point like of her child um that was just like i can understand not wanting to include him a lot but like maybe you know she just mentions i don't know it was just in my head i was like you know i'm with you april they could have had more randy in there like to make him a more real character and i i was like you know him and schwartz could have like run the body shop next to flicks bar or something like that together yeah that would have been kind of funny you know like that he's just one of the people hanging around in that because you don't need him a ton you just want him there not just right or just like even even a mention from you know when when they get there and it's like you know your brother's trying to get home you know like that he was significant in any way, shape, or form. Or, or better yet, let's say like he's he like in the military the or something. And like it's hard for him to get like give him a well, reason to have a hard time to get home. I would have liked that, April. I agree with you. If they had just if Ralphie came home and the first thing he asked was where's 
where's Randy? And mom yeah. made a mention he's having trouble getting home because he was away on business. I didn't need yeah. to see him in a fancy luxury hotel over in India, just right. like he's having trouble getting home from business. And then he could have shown up Christmas morning at the dinner or Christmas like, dinner had, or something. Had Ralphie not said his mother was on death's doorstep, he just wouldn't have showed up. Like, what was that? <laughs> that was <laughs> i think that's what we were supposed to get because he's like oh i'm at the airport i promise and he's not even trying to get home he's hanging out in this luxurious indian hotel right yeah i think i think what we're not realizing is that randy is like some kind of international gigolo or something and that, that <laughs> you want to talk about it in this movie this movie's not built for that but this is peter billings that we're talking about and i guarantee you somewhere in the draft that was something you had going like we can't we can't do that man put your vince vaughn-ness away and maybe vince told him that because he's a co-producer on this because they're buds but yeah I, the I uh funny the one little running gag I did like was how many um, casseroles they got. And mom didn't like wasting food, so she wasn't going to make anything until they got through all those casseroles. I thought that was very cute. And then they have the neighbors and the friends over for Christmas dinner. And What was up with the random guy? I thought that the whole time. Yeah. I was like, was this somebody from the original that I forgot? It wasn't. But, no, yeah, I couldn't. Like... That have been Randy, by the way. Like, but, that could have that would like when they were panning up and I thought it would be Randy because Randy in the first movie doesn't eat, like refuses to eat anything. So right. it would have been even better for him to come home and be like, Ooh, casserole, oh, casserole, you know? Good call. That would have been good. Yeah, that'd have been that'd have been perfect. So um, but yeah, a Christmas story Christmas. I loved it. It had Linus moments, it is clearly a Christmas movie. Um I'll watch it every year. I'll watch it annually. I'll add this to my Christmas canon. I mean, like April said, and Jay, who are big fans of the original, it doesn't hit the highs of the original for me. But I never thought it would. Just like I didn't go into the Santa Clauses thinking it would hit the high of the Santa Claus for me. Or Halloween 2018 thinking it would hit Halloween 78. Like, I know what I'm getting with legacy sequels. As long as it makes me feel that nostalgia while standing on its own, I'm happy. And this one did. Julia, did you watch this one with Marty? Because I know he's a huge fan of the original. No, timing didn't work out, but I'm, I told him later, I'm like, we need to watch this one because I think he would really like it as a fan of the original one as well. So, so will you guys... This one far surpassed the original to me. So will and you will watch it again in future? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Is it going into your yeah, canon? Yeah, I will. Julia? I like this one. This one's going to rank high for me. What about you, Tom? Is it going into your canon? Uh, I don't know. My canon's pretty big already, so oh, maybe. I won't turn it off if it comes on. But I don't know that I'm going to go out of my way to watch it every year. What about you, April and Jay? As fans of the original, will you watch this one again like once a year? I know it's not yeah. going to be the 24-hour marathon, but... No, I, I I, won't. Like, my Christmas canon is very small. Um, and it's very prestigious. Uh, <laughs> so, um, basically, you have Elf, and you have Christmas Vacation, and you have Christmas Story. And then, you know, if it's on, I'll watch Four Christmases. Four Christmases in your prestigious canon? It is, it is. One of these um, things then, is not like the others. Right. right. That's because, because hey, I, I, I am like sorry that it's on, like, it's in the repeat rotation. Like, Polar Express creeps me out. And it's, uh, 
Same. But I'll watch it if it's on. I I think because it's in a regular Christmas rotation and it's comforting to me. um, I haven't reached that. Like, I have Christmas movies that I like, like Santa Claus, even Santa Claus, first Santa Claus. But I don't go out of my way to watch it. So April, it was so nice having you on tonight. April, be (laughs) honest. You just... You just like watching John Favreau with unbroken eye contact eating chicken wings. <laughs> a little smack in the face. Yes. That's so, that's so yes. specific. That is one of my favorite scenes from any movie is just watching him stare down Vince Vaughn while eating chicken wings. Yeah, I know it I is. You, you already threatened you're going to do that to me next time it's you visit so New York. Funny. <laughs> oh, what I'm am I not allowed to wear to motocross? I'm an <laughs> Jay, how about you? Will you watch this one again in the future? I I will watch it again because my my wife didn't get to see it. Obviously, she was not when I watched it. So and she heard me talk about it, and so I'll watch it again with her. But I don't know if it'll be in the high rotation. And I don't. I'm gonna confess, I don't have a big Christmas movie rotation and things because um, that time of year's uh, I can get all of it. It's kind of a tough time of year for me uh, personally in a lot of ways. But um, I do have movies I watch every Christmas though, though they're not always Christmas themed. So I don't know that I'll reveal them all here. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, it, it's one that I think I would go back to. You know, probably in a couple of three years, and I may do like what you suggested, Anthony, is watch them back to back and just see how they flow. You know, because I, I get a sense they probably flow pretty well together, but I want to try it to to make sure. Uh, but it'll be a little bit before I go back to it. Okay. So now we come to ranking on a scale of one to ten. And since April and Jay, you weren't on when we ranked the original, I do want to know what you would give the original on that scale. So, okay. okay. And what would you give this I would one? Give April? the original a ten. It is in my top three. And what would you give this one? a solid 7.8 okay jay uh that original is an eight and a half and this one's about a seven and a quarter okay julia what do you give this one uh this one gets a 9.3 from me tom eight so i gave the original an 8.75 if i could go back and re-rank it i would probably rank it like closer to a 10 but i cannot so i gave that one an 8.75 i'll I'll give this one a seven which gives it an 8.1 which brings it where that puts it at number 19 on our list below the ref and just above nativity and happiest season and for those keeping score at home, where was the original? The original is at number 62 on our list with a 4.75. Because of, uh, yep. Yeah. I know, Jay and so April. Tom and Julia. I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I get it. It's not, I, look, it's not, it, there are certain things that people love and I'm like, I get it. It's not for me. Okay. I'm with you. Sure. Like, okay. Taylor Swift. Fine. It's not for me. Go for it. Yeah, that, that gets you through your miles. You go right in. I'm, I'm going to sit over here with my not Taylor Swift music, but uh, you know, go ahead. Well, I will be curious to see what people think of a Christmas story. Both the hardcore fans, lifelong fans like Matt Yurick, who was very excited for this, and then those who saw the original later in life or didn't like it as much or like Disco 54, like Stephen Beach, and those like Charlene, who just never liked it from early in life. So I want everyone's opinion on this. So where can they let us know that? Hit us up at linktree.com slash tis the podcast, and you can find all of our social media. You can 
let us know on our Facebook group, which is our most active communication channel. We're also on Twitter, Instagram. We have a Facebook page and a Reddit. And soon to be joining Mastodon, probably. <laughs> sure hope so. Y'all got to teach me this Mastodon. Because <laughs> I do not, do not know what this is. <laughs> we also have a Patreon where you can get bonus episodes. And it's Thanksgiving week. So you will get a bonus episode up there this Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, in which I discussed the day before Thanksgiving episode of Seinfeld with Jerry D of Totally Ride Christmas and Chuck of Just Another Friday Night. Um, features nice. the infamous Woody the Woodpecker balloon and a uh, department overlooking the parade. And yeah, it's a fun one. Much more fun than the bonus episode you all should keep your eye on. Dropping Thanksgiving Day in which Tom, Julia, and I discussed thanks killing <laughs> I, I i lied it was that's a fun episode but yeah i i just edited that today it turned out really fun funny actually but <laughs> nice nice um jay and april first of all thank you for coming on where can listeners find you they want to hear more of you guys i'll let jay handle this because uh i got nothing <laughs> Uh, if you want to hear more of me, uh, go to filmstrippodcast.com. That's me, Ron, and Lindsay, uh, the main hosts. And we have tons of guests on Tom, Julia, Anthony, April, uh, all been on the show. We'll be on the show again in the future. We, we've been doing that podcast for 12 years. We just keep cranking them out. We'll keep doing them. We've got some fun stuff lined up here for the end of the year. And then some neat stuff we're already you know talking about doing uh, for next year so yeah filmstrippodcast.com and if you want to follow me um you just uh, uh my social medias are pretty easy i don't really use facebook but you can follow me on instagram or twitter while they still exist uh jay ran here is my my handle and you can follow all my running stuff which i want to say since i got called out for all my running stuff earlier it may, it may not be on the main show but it wasn't the early talk of the show or whatever i would not be doing all the running i'm doing if it wasn't for april so she she is my inspiration i, I hope to be able to run all that cool stuff she does but um but no, I, I remember I, like talking him through when he first decided i think i might run a half marathon i'm like you could totally do it and then this beast just like comes forth and i'm like bye jay no no hey i'm getting ready to run this half and april's like you know you just need to sign up for a full right you know you want to that's exactly well, how the conversation went <laughs> i know i'm like full marathons in north carolina and yeah, yeah there we but now i mean like but i'm i am totally addicted to it I'm, where i'm moving to i've already signed up for two so you know because yeah gotta, i, I, put, I put my reference. name in the hat for um the the New York City half marathon nice. in March. Um, nice. I'll and I'll I will likely enter the lottery for the New York City marathon. Um, in the hopes that I don't get it, just to like quell any FOMO, and then I'll probably get it <laughs> and have to train in the yeah. summer again. Yeah. Um, we'll so, see. So I have a bone to pick with Filmster podcast, which, mm. by the way. I recommend to everyone. It's an amazing podcast, tons of back content, like over a decade's worth. Gets me through quite a few days at work every week. But I have a bone to pick with, I don't know so much with Jay, but Ron, if you're listening specifically, Ron has told me multiple times, oh, anytime you want to do something, just let me know because I always have to put, record content and have content backed up and ready to drop. <laughs> and I have told, been begging Ron for months, let me come on. <laughs> To cover terrifier and now that terrifier 2 I, is out i want to cover both of them 
I, having seen both of those recently, I told you you're on. Just let me get through this move, and we will do those. So, yeah. Okay. Well, like yeah. it's been so long. That, like Jay was like, you just just throw something out there, and, and we'll make it happen. And it got to the point where like I didn't even remember what movie he was talking about because it's been so long since I was not invited back. <laughs> no, you're always invited back. Well, it's just a matter of when we can get it done. So, yes. well, li- listeners, yeah, you have heard Jay commit to having me on for oh, we'll, that franchise. We'll do that, but at some point, and I, I owe y'all one because I did miss the Jaws the Revenge, and I kicked <laughs> myself for that because I so wanted to be here for that. So I owe y'all one to come back and do here for that. I've got to find another secret Christmas movie that we never <laughs> expect, but um, we'll we'll have to find another one somewhere to to snatch in but so before we reveal what we're covering on the show next week i do want to go around it's thanksgiving week name one thing you're thankful for everybody i'm very thankful for for uh for good friends i'm thankful for facetime facetime lets me stay in contact with my family and i um as i'm sad about them leaving i know that in this day and age we get to have a lot better communication being 500 miles apart than we would have in the past and i am thankful for that Mm-hmm. Not the family, um, just I'll the echo communication to the family. I'll piggyback on that and I will say I'm thankful for proximity because I'm very lucky to have almost all of my family very close. I'm thankful for a lack of proximity. No, I'm kidding. Oh, no, whatever. <laughs> really. I am oh. <laughs> legit. Um, I uh, I am thankful to be exactly a month from college graduation today. Mm. Yeah, congratulations. Way to go, April Riley. Thank you. Not that I'm done with college, but this four-year degree will be finished in exactly one month. I'm thankful for the small part I played in uh, April's college career. As her friend. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm grateful for all y'all. You didn't help her. You didn't help her soil herself in any way? (laughs) You certainly didn't help with calculus. <laughs> Look, I prayed all I could. Right. <laughs> all right. Like Jay met me when I when we did run over the summer. We would meet after my calculus two class, which ran Monday through Friday, and I was there from four to eight thirty p.m. Yep. And so oh, he would run with yuck. me after I got out of class. Yeah. Our our campus is not well lit at night, and it, it, not like it should be at least. So no, it's not. Not that April couldn't like beat the absolute hell out of anybody that bothered her, but you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, can, can confirm. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> so like when when I was in New York with Anthony and his wife, we're like in the subway station, so I've got my 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 card already, and like he's going to get his metro card, and like some random guy walks up, he's like, oh, you know, just adding this money to his card, like, what are you doing? He's like, where are you guys from? I'm like, here, go, and he's like, well, where are they from? Here, (laughs) go away. (laughs) That was awkward, and then Anthony paid the money for what he typed in. (laughs) I, I, oh, it was no. under pressure and you know <laughs> you like, better... anthony, why do you need 40 dollars on a metro card anthony um but you have luckily actually you did have it because my because yours wasn't working. working so i was like here's yours of the marathon so all yes i out. did get it fixed though so. mm-hmm. but i still have like nine dollars and 75 cents on your metro card anthony well awesome <laughs> did you see they released dolly parton metro card like three days not. after i left yeah, I they're like not. 60 bucks on eBay now. I think I'll buy one. 
go for it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they came out the Wednesday after I left on Monday. <laughs> it's not a Christmas movie, but if you can figure out somehow to do the Dolly Parton Opus nine to five, I'm your guy. I could probably quote that movie too because Dabney Coleman is such a sleaze that in that one. movie, and I love him in that. Yes, you guys I still need to movie. cover Unlikely Angel. Yeah, well, send all your requests to tales at tisapodcast.com and we'll take them into consideration. Six years in, we're looking for more. anything we can kind of warp into the Christmas mold. Um, there's still so much out there though there's a lot of new content this year there well, is mm-hmm. so coming up next week we are covering the Netflix original Falling for Christmas and the week after that we are covering the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special with guests Jerry D of Totally Rad Christmas and Chuck of Just Another Friday Night and then before you know it and then that's December we're in spirited. We get spirited after oh. that. And Fraggle Rock, Night of the Lights after that. And then the Santa Clauses. And I then can't wait we're ready to cover spirited, Anthony. I can't either. It's almost like I saw some guy who plays Marley in that in person three times. And I didn't realize it until April pointed out. Mm-hmm. Lots of fun stuff coming up. Lots of fun guests coming up. April and Jay. Can't wait to have both of y'all back. You guys are always so much fun. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us, friends. Thank y'all for having me. It's always good to come and chat. Yeah. And guess what, guys? There are only uh, like 34 days until Christmas. So we're about a month away. So get excited and also start preparing because it'll be over before you know it. (laughs) Stop saying that. It's true, but I don't want to hear it anymore. Uh, no, happy Thanksgiving, y'all. I'm thankful for all Bye. of you. Goodbye. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>